Welcome to Elevate L&D, conversations with Cincinnati's learning and development leaders, brought to you by the Greater Cincinnati Association for Talent Development. In this episode, we'll discuss goal setting. What differentiates personal and professional goals? What processes should we use to turn goals into actionable steps? Our host, Amanda Mosteller, talks with Brittany Sear, facilitator at Management Resource Association. They will explore how goal setting can improve engagement by helping employees grow their careers. They'll also discuss how companies can use tools like mentorships, reciprocal feedback, and peer coaching, as well as frequent check-ins as ways to keep goal achievement on track. Let's join the conversation. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Elevate L&D. In our industry and in our field of executive coaching and leadership development, we often run into conversations about goal setting and how can leaders assist their teams in defining impactful goals to help drive the team and their career. Recently, in an executive coaching experience, I ran across a leader who was struggling in this very concept. The struggle was team members wanting to set goals for themselves that had nothing to do with the leader's vision of where the team needed to go. The leader really was stuck in what to do here, and the struggle started to manifest itself in turnover amongst the team. So as this conversation went through the paces of coaching, it really occurred to me that there's an opportunity to really talk about what is modern day goal setting and how has it evolved and how can it be used as a tool to engage and retain your top performers. So my name is Amanda Mosteller. I am Director of Talent Development for the Management Resource Association Ohio Division, and I am joined with Brittany Sear, Instructor of Leadership Practices for the Management Resource Association in the Ohio Division. Hello, Brittany. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Doing well. Thank you for joining. Would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your career and why this topic is a passion of yours? Um, So I'm Brittany Sear, and I am, as Amanda mentioned, an instructor with Management Resource Association, Ohio Division. This particular topic really resonates with me because goal setting, both from past experience and experiences that I've, you know, kind of helped coach some of those around me through, goal setting can be challenging. And if it's not aligned, it really can cause some of the issues that your executive ran into. Mm-hmm. And you yourself just recently went through a big career transformation as goals being assigned for you weren't really aligning with your own passions and where you wanted to go, right? Exactly. Yeah. So um, just kind of in working through what that looked like, I had to take a long look at what goals I had for myself mm-hmm. and what that looked like. And then, you know, getting a plan in place and finding those who aligned with my vision for myself and for my actual, you know, career change, and then figuring out how I was going to execute on that plan. Yeah. And I think that is another illustration example of why this is a topic we should be diving into with leaders today and with organizations. How can they structure their goal-setting strategies to recognize and embrace what real modern-day goal-setting is and what team members are looking for? 
So I want to start us off with just talking about what we mean and what are we talking about when we say goal setting, because you can do all kinds of things with goal setting, but we have some specific things when we say goal setting, such as what's really the difference and should there be one between personal and professional goals for an organization. So we know goal setting theory differentiates goals from desires because goal setting theory highlights how goals are more actionable. They're more targeted. Desires are more ethereal up in the air. I want to retire to the keys one day, for example. That is a strong desire of mine. I am not currently setting goals to get there, but (laughs) one day maybe. But talk to me a little bit as things have evolved and conversations you've had with leaders in your leadership development classes, how are you noticing uh, the difference between professional and personal goals and how they might be manifesting in the workplace? I think that to your point, there are desires and then there are goals. Because so much of your time is consumed by work, I think that it does kind of the line starts to blur, right? So Mm -hmm. what I'm seeing with a lot of the folks that I interact with and then what I've experienced personally is that it's ideal if they're complementary, right? So Mm -hmm. figuring out a way to blend in some ways the personal goals and desires that one has and then your actual professional goals to help them work together, right? Yeah, that alignment. Yeah, it's critical. Exactly. It's critical to uh, feeling satisfaction in your career too. Is, is my career feeding those goals? I have experienced and I'm interested if you've experienced organizations kind of having that misalignment where only professional goals matter here and to the coaching experience – these goals need to be targeted towards the team and the company goals and your own career goals uh, don't have a place in this conversation. And talk about driving disengagement. Mm -hmm. I definitely was ready to leave. That was probably one of the um, experiences at that organization that I thought, okay, we need to turn this around or they're even going to lose me. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So I had the pleasure recently of observing you having a conversation with a leader whose personal professional goals, they were still career focused, but their personal professional goals weren't aligning with the organization's goals. And the organization was really utilizing what I would call old school goal setting mindset, which is you need to align with the department, which needs to align with the division, which needs to align with the corporate. And um, he was struggling But I've also seen how organizations have embraced the concept of aligning those. So I'm just curious, how have you seen those go in a positive direction? So I have seen organizations that really seem to nail this, right? And when you have organizations that come from almost a servant leadership standpoint of they are looking at how they as a company can feed into their employees and use what their employees' goals are to help drive alignment across the board, that creates a really great culture. And when you start talking about goal setting, I mean, a lot of that does feed into culture, right? If you have, in the instance that you were speaking of where I was where I was working with a leader and their personal and professional goals did not necessarily align with the company, it very much was like company-focused, 
the question then kind of had to be, is it the place for you? Is it the right fit? Is that company filling your cup? And in today's corporate world, I think it's very much more important for the company to be filling the employee's cup as well as the employee putting back into the company, right? So Mm -hmm. when you see a balance in that and you do see alignment, it really produces a very positive culture and a culture of growth. Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's the exact right. When, when you see a company nail it, you see engagement, you see retention, you see increased productivity and you see, uh, continued emerging leaders popping out. Absolutely. It gives people freedom. They have a freedom to like feel that they can bring their authentic self to work, that they can bring all that they have. They don't feel like they necessarily have to hold back, right? Because of, Mm -hmm. I mean, I've seen it happen where employees do feel like they have to hold back a little bit because what's the point, right? If they're Mm -hmm. giving 110%, but the company is only valuing like 70% of that, then they have nothing left to give in the rest of their life. So it's like they are forced to seek the balance out. Absolutely. And we are going to talk about percentages of turnover numbers here in a little bit. So put a pin in that idea. One thing I wanted to round out kind of let's all level set on goal setting is a very common term of how to structure goals to make them effective of SMART goals. And I would challenge that we're even moving towards a new acronym I've seen around the milieu called SMART-ER adding the ER at the end, smarter goals. So smart goals, in case this is a term you have never heard before, um, smart stands for specific, measurable, actionable, realistic, and time-bound. The new version or the enhanced version of smarter includes evaluated and reviewed. So that's the ER part of smarter. And that really speaks to some statistics out of the Journal of Applied Behavior Psychology recently who identified that people are 40% more successful in achieving their goals when they have cadenced specific touch bases and reviews on those goals. So where the ER comes from isn't just refreshing an old acronym. There's really psychological data behind not just setting a goal and saying a year from now, I'm going to accomplish this and then hope that you get there, but really structuring when am I checking in, who am I checking in with, and how are we moving into that? So I wanted to highlight that concept and identifying those actionable steps that people can start to put into place as it leads us into kind of how goal setting has evolved and that cadence that we are now looking for, uh, that team members are now looking for. So when we talk with leaders in our space, we often talk about performance reviews. They ask about those a lot. Where, how do I do them, right? Right. (laughs) And we always, and I, I know we still ask, okay, who's still doing performance reviews once a year? And it makes me shudder a little bit at the number of hands I see go up. I'm like, okay, so let's talk about how often you're checking in on those goals and you see the faces go, oh. mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, so, so building on that smarter, building on that 40% of people are more successful in achieving their goals when there are scheduled touch bases, what are you recommending in the modern day cadence of how often we circle back to our goals and review and potentially revise 
our goals with our team members or just ourselves personally. So on that one, I think that some of it is dependent upon the person, right? There may be individuals who do want a bit more of a touch base on their goals, just depending on kind of where they are in the journey. I think monthly never hurts. Just to see where you are and make sure that you feel like you're getting the resources, right? If we look at this from a corporation standpoint, it's important to make sure that you are supplying your employee base with the resources they need. And so often everyone gets caught up in the day-to-day. So someone may actually say in an instance of being overwhelmed, not have the time or really remember or feel like, okay, I have to get these things done. My goals then are kind of being pushed to the back burner, right? So it's helpful if from a leadership standpoint to reach out and touch base and just make sure, are you getting the resources that you need? Are you checking back in to make sure that you are visiting your goals and that you're meeting the things, you know, that you want to do? Are you hitting some of the marks that you want to hit? And if not, how can we help with that? I am mildly obsessed with self-growth. <laughs> and That's why you were a perfect guest on this topic. <laughs> so when I look at it, it's like almost a daily touch base on goals. So that is extreme and too much, right? <laughs> and that does not go to the realistic time frame because it's like, oh, I don't have enough to retire for the keys in 24 hours. <laughs> so <laughs> we talk about realistic and timely, right? But mm-hmm. if we're looking at it, I think, you know, monthly to bi-monthly is helpful depending, again, it all comes down to conversation and communication on how quickly that employee wants to ramp up or how quickly you as an organization needs to ramp up and and hit some of these marks. So I think there is a level of subjective to it, um, mm-hmm. but I think it always should involve a conversation. Yeah. And I think as as I see these organizations who are still leaning into the annual review, and then they have these disengaged team members and they're not connecting those two pieces. When we know Gartner even talks about how important it is for employees to feel that they are not just a number and just a cog in this company wheel, no matter what the size of the company is, Mm -hmm. really, even if annually your performance review is an annual thing, where once a year we actually document things and do ratings and all of that jazz, making sure that at least monthly is where I would be too because I'm a coach. (laughs) I'm a development-focused person as well. Uh, But knowing that even just quarterly, having a dedicated get-together with those that you work with, mentor, live with, whomever, personal, professional, to say, where are we at with these things that we highlighted and what can we continue to do to move the needle um, is is really going to increase that engagement and feeling valued. But I want to talk a little bit more about that, how you can effectively implement personal and professional goals into your career or into um, any other space. We know that 14% of people with goals are 10% more successful in their careers. So really getting intentional about setting goals, even if it's with a mentor. It doesn't have to be with your boss. It can be with a colleague, just two of us trying to keep moving in our career or a mentor or someone in our network, uh, someone that can help keep you accountable. 
But I have experienced organizations misunderstanding when we say personal goals, what we mean. (laughs) I experienced an organization who highlighted you need to have um, three professional goals connected to your work here at our organization and one personal that should have nothing to do with work. And I said, like what? (laughs) I I could have done the retiring to the keys. That wasn't a goal at the time. Um, So I picked becoming a better baker. I I wasn't, there was no clear cut guidance as to what we meant by personal goal that has nothing to do with work. Mm -hmm. And uh, the way it was taken at that organization was very interesting. Uh, people got really personal. And then we were suggesting doing bake-off competitions to drive, focus on a goal that wasn't really a goal of mine. I don't cook. I don't bake. I buy stuff. <laughs> so how do you help organizations understand what we mean when we say you should be supporting and fostering your team members at setting personal goals? What are we talking about here? So in these instances, and I've seen this across the board as well, I've experienced it and witnessed it, you know, for some of those that I've I've spoken with, with other leaders. But in this particular instance, I think that the intention is good, right? It is an mm-hmm. intention to try to help balance because I do think at a foundational level, that's where it's coming from. But on this, the guidance that I provide is like, let's take it one step further, right? It's good to have balance. Absolutely but we need to also have value. So it's finding out where the balance and the value intersect. So if you do want to become a better baker in this instance, that's phenomenal. How is that going to equate to making you a more engaged worker? Like how can we implement that, right? Is that Mm -hmm. maybe some free time to do some networking events with customers that, you know, include baking, like different ways that it's kind of mutually beneficial, right? It's creating Mm -hmm. balance. It's also showing you that there is value and, and seeing how that's all going to play out in your career and and getting you where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, personally and professionally, and like I had mentioned before, like if they, you know, they will intertwine because we are one individual and it's very hard to compartmentalize everything, mm-hmm. right? It all kind of overflows and, and ties and mixes together in one big um baker's bowl, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> so it's, it's trying to figure out how that balance and the value come together. And that's where I, I always encourage organizations to just take that next step further, right? Just ask of one more probing question or two more probing questions or come up with a communication plan on how can we make this applicable across the board. Mm-hmm. And I think you are hitting the nail on the head the value of don't force people to identify personal goals at random because it's required for our performance coaching form, which I think is what we run into. And that means taking that value conversation a level up to help leadership understand the value of allowing, quote unquote, team members to identify goals that are for their own personal professional growth. (laughs) don't have anything to do with their day-to-day job right now in your team. That was a lot of the coaching that I was engaged with, uh, with this leader, was understanding the value of supporting your team members in their own careers. Mm -hmm. That's really what it boils down to. Had I had that type of guidance and conversation, 
I would have recognized a lot of other personal goals I have that do align with talent development and with my career field and my role in the organization. And we could have made a lot of space for me to explore those. So I I think you absolutely nailed it. Helping leaders understand the value and then helping them ask more questions. I think a lot of development needs to happen in organizations that want to really modernize their goal setting with their leaders around how do you do something as simple as the five whys technique to get down to the root of a goal someone is suggesting. So if you ask me, what personal goal do I have? And I say, I want to be a published author. And they, my leader says, okay, why is that important to you? And I say, I really feel I have a lot of knowledge and experience and expertise to give to the industry I love so much. And that's one way to do it. And why do you feel so passionate and, and sharing? Do you feel you don't get to now? Really start coaching, dig down to so that when we create a goal, you and I are on the same page for why it's valuable. Then it isn't on my leader to determine whether they think it's valuable or not and therefore write it on my performance goal sheet. Absolutely. Yeah, I just loved that whole topic around the value. And you hit on culture too, which, you know, modern day goal setting really is about setting goals upward and downward. Mm-hmm. We're really helping organizations. I know as we talk with them in our space and in our organization, understand that coaching and goal setting and development is an upwards, downwards, and outwards experience. I can coach my peers. I can coach those that report to me and I can coach my boss. I can coach other leaders. I can say, here's a goal that I think we should have. Um, And that is this concept of goal setting upwards. So helping our leaders. And we know that as generations come into organizations now, uh, they're looking more and more for non-hierarchical feeling and a collaborative partnership. And this is one way to do that. And there's an interesting quote by Mary Abijay, who wrote a book called Managing Upwards. And it's about staying in a place of choice. And Every day that we get to be a part of driving our teams forward, we feel like we're choosing to help get us there, right? So the quote is, stay in a place of choice because a place of choice is an empowered place to be. How does that quote resonate with you? I think that that quote is so powerful because one of the biggest drivers of culture is empowerment, right? Like that helps everyone to, again, feel like they're bringing their best self forward. So when you stay in a, in a place of choice, it gives you freedom. It gives you the ability. It gives you the opportunity to really see your goals through, to create them and to see them through. And I love what you said about it being a, an upward, downward, and lateral concept, right? When we Mm -hmm. talk about the goals and staying in a place of choice, I feel like so often when we are talking about goal setting and coaching and mentoring, it's kind of like a, oh, here is an assignment, (laughs) you know, here Mm -hmm. is something that is assigned to you or this person feels like it might be great, but 
I'm going to assign you to this coach or this mentor or this person. And it's almost outside of your opportunity to choose, like, what is best for me? What is that match? And what does that look like? And I've had it honestly where, you know, I've had some mentor situations where they were like, I don't know what I can really offer you other than a pat on the back here and there or just like (laughs) a little motivation. And I'm like, okay, if, if that was my choice, then this is not what I would have wanted necessarily for myself. Not that, you know, anybody was bad or wrong in that instance, but I am a huge advocate on the freedom of choice. Like I love Mm -hmm. that whole thought. And I think in giving folks the choice, it gives them empowerment to really see their goals through. And then also when you do hit that mark, if you've set a goal for yourself and you see where you have worked for it and you've hit it, the feeling that you get cannot be really, I mean, it's so amazing because you're like, look what I accomplished. Mm -hmm. So there's just a sense of pride that comes with that too. And if you're seeing that come to fruition in your company and as you, you know, grow as a professional, it really energizes you. It Mm re-energizes you even if you've, you know, been at it a while and you're just kind of feeling stale. It gives you that extra oomph you need to be like, okay, I am on the right path. Finally Mm -hmm. seeing a little bit of a breakthrough. Absolutely. And you highlight what the future of goal setting and achieving our goals really is going to start looking like when you talk about mentors and coaches. The traditional goal setting and who's going to help me with my goals is my leader assigns our goals based on the team and based on the org and all of that jazz. And then my leader checks in to see how I'm doing and and stronger leaders try to get us resources, right? And modern day goal setting where you talk about that mentor connection is really where the future is going. And I picked this data point from 2019 specifically because this was Mm pre-pandemic. This was pre what I've dubbed the great pause where everybody was forced to stop and therefore forced to reflect and look back at their career and where they're at in their organization and say, is this a good fit for me anymore? Is this really aligning with my own core values and and where I want to go? Which when we talk about the power of choice, gave everybody time to think and realize they have one. And what did we see come from that? The great resignation. So it really, so this statistic is really important because this was before we even had a chance to do that. And this is a Salesforce statistic from 2019, a study about uh, engagement and why there is turnover, why employees are leaving. And one of the top five reasons why employees are leaving in 2019 was only 20% of employees felt that their goals had anything to do with their career. Oh, wow. That's a powerful number. Right. Only 20%. Mm -hmm. And that was 2019. (laughs) 2020. Things changed. And then you started to see people using their power of choice. So when we talk about the future of goal setting, and you mentioned it, mentors, Mm -hmm. organizations can have leaders help team members identify their goals. And then the resources should be who in our organization can help you get there. And how can I help you connect to choose who feels like a good mentor for you? I see internal mentoring becoming a huge way for individuals to focus on their personal professional goals and organizations that set that up for them. Because we also know that the that same study showed that that's what individuals are looking to their organizations to do 
So another reason people were rolling over having organizations having retention issues was due to individuals feeling their organization did not take ownership in their development. And they're looking for organizations to do. And again, this was all 2019 data. So talk to me about how organizations can successfully set up mentors as a strategy for driving goal achievement. I think that a lot of organizations try. I want to first Mm -hmm. start out saying that because I have seen many organizations start or at least attempt to start a mentor program, right? So I think Mm -hmm. the initial desire is there because they Mm -hmm. see the value, but it's helping them get to that next step of like, what does this look like? And I believe a big part of that comes from executive leadership putting priority on it, right? Mm -hmm. Because there clearly is a desire for it even in 2019, right? Mm -hmm. And I would imagine that the numbers are, are growing on what that looks like. So with that being the case, it's needs to be less of a, oh, this is an opportunity for you as an individual contributor. Like, what do you want to do? And let's shift the mindset to be like, okay, me as an executive leader, Mm -hmm. how can this be a priority for me? Because I want to put value on this company. I want this company to continue to grow. I want our people to continue to grow. I want to feed into the culture. So I think it comes from a, a place of Let's put more emphasis and, and value on it from the executive level down, you know, and even across. I think there is a huge opportunity for peer-to-peer mentorship. Absolutely. That has been so helpful to me. Um, I've seen it work so successfully as people just kind of navigate it. And I want to put the disclaimer in that when we get in the peer-to-peer or even when it is not necessarily peer-to-peer, but it's more of an upward mentorship – I caution for it to not turn into a session or a situation where it's just complaints, right? Mm -hmm. And there are going to be complaints, right? Because sometimes you are just trying to navigate some of the mud and some of Mm -hmm. the muck that you are in. And that's fine. Totally fine. But use that to guide it to a solution, right? Mm -hmm. But I think from a mentorship top-down value placed on it, utilizing the peer-to-peer mentorship much more, I think all of that will really help get your employee base to reach their goals. Yes. Yes. Because when we're talking about the future of goal setting and broadening how organizations can support and create a fostering, supportive, continuous learning environment, we're not saying, and the onus goes on, a hierarchical Mm -hmm. process. People are looking for less hierarchical processes. So the peer-to-peer mentor strategy, helping folks build external networks. So a leader can say, these are fantastic goals that you have. I can see how this will really help you in your career. What resources can you think of that you have available? It can just be guiding them to identify their own mentors and saying, excellent. Well, I, I encourage you to connect with them. It doesn't mean the organization has to do all the legwork also. It just means we need to broaden our concept of what goal setting can look like and feel like and how we can support it so that people feel engaged and supported. So thank you. Well, I think you bring up a really good point about it, you know, not all of the onus being on the organization. It is important for it to be more of a dialogue, right? Versus Mm -hmm. an instruction. Mm -hmm. So- I always encourage folks when they are goal setting as well to like, okay, how can you 
participate in this actively. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily all of your leaders. It's not all of their role to come up with this stuff. Like go to them, be proactive. If they're not meeting with you on a monthly basis, you know, it's helpful <laughs> if the organization has a thing in place or a process in place. It is helpful if the organization has a process in place that encourages leaders to reach out in a very timely fashion mm-hmm. and in a consistent fashion. But if that is not what's going on, identify those who would help you and and just say, and even your leader, I want to do this. Let's go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always yeah. have to be directive. Encourage that dialogue for yourself because you literally are going to be your best advocate always. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that is a fantastic final takeaway to this conversation, which really is modern day goal setting is stretching our traditional goals to encompass people's personal growth as well, their desire for their own personal professional career growth, evolving our smart goals to smarter goals and really identifying timed structured, whatever it looks like as far as how often that is, check-ins on how we're working towards those goals to increase our likelihood of achieving them, and really thinking about who helps us achieve these goals. And I think you added that fantastic bow on the top of this package, which is it's not just a potential mentor. It's not just your organization's responsibility to find all these for you. It's on you as well Mm -hmm. to drive towards your own success. So thank you so much, Brittany, for joining today to help us explore and talk about modern day goal setting and how organizations can make them successful and really hearing in on why it's so important to start investing some mindful energy as you get into end of year strategic planning for 2024. How can we start to execute this in our organization? So I want to thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I love this topic. I think it is absolutely critical and exciting. It's an exciting time to see the shift in a lot of this. So take advantage of the opportunity that's being presented. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Elevate L&D. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Elevate L&D with Amanda Mosteller and Brittany Sear. Next time, host Amanda Mosteller and her guest will discuss the next generation learner. Have a topic you'd like to hear on the podcast? Email your comments or suggestions to podcast at gcatd.org. Thanks for listening.